can't miss out on any of this content. It's perfect, beautiful content. About Mara being mad that she has like a Rumpelstiltskin type debt to people <laughs> who have helped her move over the years and then they all decide to move at once. It was bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I can't be dealing with this and me at the same time. Uh, <laughs> God. It's fine. Also, the burp's not good. I had like Korean chicken and rice for dinner. And what makes it Korean chicken? Um, the packaging said <laughs> Korean chicken. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's the Kevin's um, souffléed meat. I don't know. Souffléed? Sous vide. <laughs> <laughs> Top everything. I'm Marion. I'm Kara. And I'm Mara. And this is a podcast where we, three best childhood friends, argue about anything and everything and play a little game called Who Can We Make More Uncomfortable? <laughs> um, who's the best at making people uncomfortable? You, by I far. You're the we... one that picks the fights the most. No, oh. you uh, literally in the in the episode I just listened to, you talk. You it is on record where you say I'm always picking fights. Like here I go podcast. again picking fights. Yes, on the podcast. Oh, you never pick a fight in real life. I think you pick more fights in real life. You literally started this fight right yeah. here. I was gonna say you're <laughs> you picking started. a fight right now. Yeah. <laughs> what whoever answered whatever there was never not going to be a fight with that question. So. It's mm-hmm. not my problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Any updates? <laughs> okay, so I did try. I have a small list of words that are difficult for me to pronounce. And this is in reference to episode 12, Arch Rivals, where you talk about how you have words that you try to avoid because you don't like pronouncing them, but you do know what they mean. You were very insistent on that part. <laughs> <laughs> and you just don't like saying them. But you couldn't think of any at the time. So now you finally thought about it three months later when this gets published. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I'll have uh, more. These are just the ones I could think of off the top of my head. Uh, Okay. And I'm going to say them correctly right now. Did you practice them? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just checking. Vehemently. (laughs) Vehemently. Yes. Yeah, that one's a hard one, actually. There's that random H in there. Which, fuck you. Yeah, Inaus- and the ends and the ends. Inauspicious? That one was right. Yes. Yeah. Controversial? Yeah. Controversial? Yeah. Rivalry. It's the... Rivalry. Yeah. yeah. See, it seems yeah. like RVLs. Yeah, it's the R's and the V's, man. What about rendezvous? Rendezvous. No. There's no L. A rendezvous. Uh, I did take French and it was kind of hard for me, just pronunciation wise. What does inauspicious mean? Oh, no, this isn't supposed to be like a quiz. <laughs> you said what for are you once doing? that you mean. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. You said that they were ones you knew the meaning of. Oh, we were of. just going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Marion's you know, picking fights. I could use a sentence for some context. <laughs> what an inauspicious day. Mm, unseemingly. Okay, first of all, did you look that up? <laughs> nope. And secondly, <laughs> I would say... my notes. 
what is what is unseemingly mean to you? Like just boring, like normal. Nothing's really happening. Like you're not expecting anything to happen. Okay, what do you think auspicious means? Oh my god, I don't know. Clearly, can you just tell me? Because inauspicious is the opposite of that. Obviously. Uh. <laughs> so if you know the root, then <sighs> it's it's like a it's like a um, like a lucky day, a good day. Auspicious. Yeah. So it's an unlucky. Like, oh, day. what an auspicious day! Hmm. Like it's kind of like in the way. That suspicious is bad, auspicious is good. Then I don't think I'm using uh, it right. So like inauspicious is like just not a, a good yeah, day. unpromising. Unseemingly. I wasn't that far off with unseemingly. I think I think that counts, yeah. Though I don't know that unseemingly is a word. I didn't think it was. I'm not sure unseemingly is a word. We're about to find unseemly. out. Unseemly. Oh, unseemly, unseemly is a word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks for that was a very succinct, good update. Yeah, I like that one. Our topic this week in honor of the upcoming best holiday ever that Kara loves very much, Halloween. We are doing (laughs) top three spookiest places. It's not that I dislike it. It's just that I feel like other people are overly enthusiastic about it and I don't get it. Straight to jail. So, like, how people feel about your Christmas obsession? Yeah, I get why. Pe- I get why people don't understand it, though. I feel like a lot of people are like, "I don't get why you don't like ha- Halloween." You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, and it's not that I don't like it. it is it's that I don't like scary things. So I would like to watch, you know, like Halloween Town and like, which is acceptable, and all those sorts Tea of like, cute twitches. Yeah. Thank you. You're correct. I didn't want to get. I didn't want to get into this. <laughs> It's so amazing how many times Twitches <laughs> has been brought up on this podcast. Like that is, it is like wild. So, <laughs> it was the best book series ever. I heard. What did you say? Because I heard. I heard something di- different than what you. I'm sure you said. Me? Ooh. No, Kara. I said that just generally. Like I don't think that um, I don't get the vibe. I don't oh, like no. scary things. I don't. It's not that I dislike the dead. I respect them too much to fuck with them. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't respect Jesus enough to leave him alone on his day of birth. He wasn't born then. He was born in like April, wasn't he? <laughs> Up for debate. I thought he was a cancer. That's June, isn't it? Yeah, but June it's all and July. For debate. Yeah. I think the historical references outside of the bible make it seem like springtime whatever that means could be february could be may no anyway you just say that you don't respect jesus and we'll move on i respect the hell out of jesus oh my god so you don't respect spirits enough to celebrate them on their day of celebration i respect them i oh no it's not that i don't like it's not that I don't like trap, celebrating trap, 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 <laughs> the dead. It's that I don't want to anger any of them and have them like possess my body or anything. So I respectfully stay abstain. Ab- stay aback. Abstain. Stay aback. My number three spookiest place is parking lots or parking garages after 10 p.m. 
I think a parking garage after 10 p.m. is one of the spookiest places you can be because usually nobody's there. The fluorescent lighting is off, but usually there's still like the darkness seeping in in weird gaps. You have to walk through stairwells, elevators alone where there's not really like usually good cell reception and anybody could be hiding in between any amount of cars that you Correct. walk by waiting yeah. to jump you um, under the cars, in the cars, behind the cars. Uh, very, very spooky place. You know, not not a good place to be. I hate them, especially the stairwell of a parking garage. Oh, my God. Honestly, you know what? I think the middle is just as fucking scary, if not scarier of a garage, because the exit points are so far yeah. from the middle. Yeah. No, and, and no one can hear you. You know, those garages where like there's um, two outer ramps and then an inner ramp. And like sometimes yeah. you can see your car, but you don't know how to get to it because when you go up, mm. like it's this weird like. Yeah. I don't know. It's this Tetris. crazy little like, yeah, like illusion, puzzle illusion. Yeah, because there's actually three garages in one fucking area. And somehow like, yes, no, it's the worst. Uh, and it's very it's very spooky to me. I don't understand how like I can be trying to go up to the right, but somehow I don't end up at my car or whatever. If I'm like walking up the ramps because I went on the wrong level. One time I was in one of these parking garages in Santa Monica and I was saying goodbye to a friend after volleyball and it was like 10 p.m. at night. And it was so loud as somebody came down from the top level, which is also scary. People accelerating in parking garages and like the, you know, your tires naturally squeal on the material, which is scary. And uh, somebody came Tokyo drifting <laughs> around the ramp at us. And it was, I shit you not a perfect replica of the Scooby-Doo mystery machine, which was terrifying. It was like, wow, this is a great murder van, except for the fact that it's super recognizable. But there was something very menacing about this mystery machine that had like the lettering and everything on it coming at us at like 40 miles per hour, I assume. You didn't I don't think have like a baseball radar, but I know a pitch when I see one that's slow but fast for a car. That's the end of that sentence. <laughs> uh, you didn't. I don't think radars measure speed. I think it's a speedometer, or like for for the baseball for the yeah. baseballers. Is it actually called a radar? I don't know. I don't think so. Pitch radar is what I'm gonna look up. Baseball. <laughs> no. Do radars measure speed? <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. But, is, but could it be both? There's. A, it's a radar gun. Is what it's called. Which sounds like a speedometer to me. And literally, it's called baseball speed radar. Ah. So, ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Here's me blowing <laughs> off nice. my radar guns. Nice. I didn't think what? The, oh, cool, Scooby Doo. I'm safe. This is nice. <laughs> um, no. No, because it was like, what adult has insanely replicated this van? in real yeah. life and like but it was like slightly jinky like it wasn't perfect imagine a jinky off-brand mystery machine and it's speeding <laughs> it's like careening towards you and you, there's no windows you know except for the front but the back is all painted up and you're just yeah. like 
this is this is how I would go because it's, it's Scooby Doo. So it's already inherently spooky. And it's in a parking garage after hours and it's squealing. The gang itself isn't spooky. Yeah, but the gang wasn't in it. The gang wasn't in it. All right. You All know, right. this is a real life person. Yeah. 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 Yes, Kara. You didn't see live action. Uh, I was going to say, did you know that the baseball radar guns won't work on cars because the car ones have to be certified in order for the for the police to use them? So they're technically. But that different. doesn't mean that the baseball wouldn't work on them, right? Like you can have something that's not certified, but it still works. Yeah, but the quality isn't. Like if you're asking or if you're saying that policemen don't use baseball speed radars. I don't know. I regret this. Cut this. <laughs> Me too. Damn it. I just thought it was interesting. I didn't know that you had to have a certified radar gun. That does make sense that the police would need that. Yeah. Now that I've said it out loud and I interrupted you to say it nonetheless, which is <laughs> awesome. To answer your question, did I know that? I think I could have guessed that. Yeah. Any other weird, slightly off, boring facts, Kara? <laughs> um... How many people do you think that made uncomfortable? It seemed to make Mara a little like, uncomfortable. Not really. It's just my face reacting. You know? Just, I think she's bored. You I'm know? vibing. Oh, I just completely fucked that up. <laughs> Killing it. can't just say I'm bored. What the fuck, Kara? <laughs> Are you? I mean, Talking do about I radar guns? think I would be having a five-minute conversation about radar guns <laughs> at 8.30 on a Tuesday. No. Do I regret asking a follow-up question and not just Googling it myself? Yes. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I think you both do. I know. So I'm going to go next. Okay. My number three top spookiest place are windows at night. Um, as in, I'm inside, all my lights are on, and I haven't put my blinds down or close my curtains yet yeah until i notice it i'm like oh my god who's out there what can they see who's who's yes. looking in because i can't you can't see anything out there and i'm i don't know people you're on full fucking display what are you doing out there and why is it no you're marion's like dream <laughs> close well the i mean i mean it's the way she's talking about it that angle is spooky if you're on the other side, it's close Co's. That's what if I'm saying. You, yeah, if you're out, but those are two different things, you know? That's interesting that one person's, like, spooky can be another person's cozy. Wow. But it's not, because if I were on the same side as Mara, I would also say spooky. But I'm picturing right. the people looking in as creepers. Like, they're not, they're not a nice person. From that perspective, from that whole space, yes, they are creepers. Yeah, so you're the creeper in my situation. I'm saying that these are two completely different spaces that we're talking about. They're not actually I think it's the, the same, same I think it's the same event, though. Like, it's the yes. same scenario, same situation. That's what I was saying. Yes. Yeah. On one space, it's Coscos. On the other space, it's spooky. Yeah. Um, Grayson and I listened to an audiobook because apparently our overlapping interests in audiobooks are scary murder stories. And we listened to one called The Green... Cactus. What is it? The Green glass house or something like that Grayson um and basically the whole story takes place in a cabin that is basically made of glass in on the edge of a wooded area and so anybody at any point could just be like sitting behind one of the little uh 
like trees like poking around and looking at you and it's the whole and then I remember that because the Idaho we're going on like a week-long cabin thing before we move and it's basically a cabin made of all fucking glass on the edge of a wooded area and I was like no fucking thank you we're gonna be on full display like Mara's nightmare are you still staying there yeah because we can't I can't undo it I didn't notice it until after I booked it there's no there's no blinds and curtains. There's no blinds. So out of your month left, you're going to spend a week of it not there? It's because our landlord basically couldn't couldn't accommodate our move out time. Date. So we mm-hmm. had to move out earlier. That's annoying. And now you get to get murdered in a in glass cabin. Yeah. I agree. This is a very this is a very scary thing you're talking about, Mara. Thank it's you. a good one. Spooky, spooky place. Your window at night, looking out. Very spooky. Kara's future. (laughs) (laughs) Marion's excitement. No, Um, (laughs) not for that way. I completely agree. That way is scary. Yeah. Also, my way is at dusk, so it's not completely the same. I'm looking at dinner time. I would say you're not so creeped out by the window at dinner time. It's like post-dinner time, but scary. Yeah. When you're in a reclining position, reading your book or watching TV, and somebody's just watching you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck no. Okay. Uh, my number three, I wanted to say like underground places because just generally I feel like underground is terrifying, but I'm going to limit it to cellars specifically. Like basements are scary, but they're attached to the house. Like the door to get into the basement is usually in the house. Uh, cellars, their entrance is on the outside. So you don't know how long somebody could be in there. They could get in there more easily than your house. They're fucking underground. They got spiders everywhere. It's dark. It's cold. It's damp. It's scary. I'm trying to think of a cellar I was, I've been in. That was scary. I went into some wine cellars in Spain that were very creepy because it was basically just lines of wine barrels, which are very large and very easy to hide behind. And it was super dark. And the whole, I mean, that's the reason they exist is because they're dark and basically like non-changing at any point in time. And I don't like it. I've never been in a cellar and I can say in I don't Iowa? really. Yeah, I've never been in a cellar. Who do yeah, I know every the house cellar? Had a basement? Your grandparents, maybe? Mm, maybe the farmhouse. Yeah. most far- Morris farmhouses in Iowa have cellars from the old days because they didn't have basements really. They were moved out of the farmhouse by the time yeah. I was like. Like, uh, when I was born, like the same year, essentially. I was going to say, I think like the movie Alien or Twister, they all had cellars. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen Twister. Yeah. Yeah. Science. That's what I was thinking of. Science. I, when I worked at the university club, there was, um, there was like a cellar. It was refrigerated though. But it wasn't it wasn't that bad. The scary part was like the kitchen, which was in the basement at night after all the chefs had left. And like I'm taking out the trash. There's something about like the kitchen because the pilot light still stays on for the oven or the the stove. So it's like menacing a little bit of light. And then there's like all the dishware and dishes and then like, yeah, different racks of things. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Lots of places to feel like you see a, something out of the corner of your eye. My basement steps had no back to the steps, so it was just slats of wood. 
And so when you walk up, every time I walked up my basement stairs, I always felt like somebody was going to stick their hand in between the slats and grab my foot and pull me under. Yeah, that's fair. All right. My number two spookiest place is a specific geographical place, which I think I've talked to you guys about, but I don't think I've said it on this podcast. Hopefully not. It's these brine pools in the Gulf of Mexico. So like on the seafloor, like 6,000 feet down. So like halfway to the Titanic, there's lakes and there's like one specific lake that was on um, BBC's Blue Planet 2, The Deep, which is episode two, if anyone wants to go watch it. Um, (laughs) And it's this 45 foot deep lake on the bottom of the seafloor. So basically like brine liquid comes out of the seafloor that then is so heavy, it like pools and creates a lake on the bottom of the sea, which is really crazy in the first place. I can see Kara's not listening. She's typing. Uh, you said it was crazy in the first place. It's a brine pool and it gets it's a lake. I'm looking it up. Oh, I see. I see. You're looking at it. Yeah, because it's terrifying. Yeah. So this is like past the twilight zone. It's extremely dark here. And if you can imagine eels and fish floating above the lake so they're already doing weird floating things but then different fish will try to go into the lake to get the fish that have died there um as food like to scavenge it basically but the thing is is that it's so briny that you can die like the animals fish can die of toxic shock oh shit so you can't stay in there very long or you'll start seizing it's like Three times saltier than the ocean water. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's very, very salty. And, like, there's all these, like, mussels that have, like, there's a lot of life around the edge. It's this very, like, weird, like, limbo place between life and death where, like, if you get too close to it, you're going to die. But there's all these mussels and different creatures that are around the edge that are living off of it. And then um, in the the show, there's these, um, they're called cutthroat eels which i think is already spooky but they like try to dive down to get food and they have this video of like an eel who goes down and it starts it comes back up and it starts seizing from the toxic shock and if you can ever get the chance to watch it it's so spooky it like ties itself in knots as it's trying to get rid of the salt in its blood and it's seizing just in the air kind of because you can't see the water it's very weird um and fun fact there's one this one oceanographer um in a different video talks about how there's only one fish that's like really good at diving and getting dying fish and not like seizing (laughs) and that's called the hagfish also spooky that it's fucking called a hagfish um, and it's prehistoric. It's like hundreds of millions of years old. And uh, yeah, it's the only thing that can survive the brine. And literally in this documentary, they they talk about how the brine lake has this like misty layer on top, almost like a witch's cauldron. They literally say oh. that like the mist like flows off of the lake. Dry ice style. Yes, That's it good. is very it is like honestly like. It's in a spooky place already. It's an extremely 
unusual spooky thing. The things that interact with it are spooky. And when they get hurt is spooky. And then imagine all the dead half fish like sticking out decades of things that have died that, you know, living things are still trying to collect and eat. Pretty well preserved, huh? That's what I was going to say. I was like, I wonder if it acts like a little preservation area. That's true. Yeah. It's like mummifying them. The saltiest jerky you've ever had. Is that what the, what is it called? The hagfish? Is that, does it eat the dead yeah. fish? Like that's like why different creatures risk doing it. It's a good, reliable food source, but then, you know, you could become the good, reliable food source if you're not careful. It just seems like there would be an, ev- like other than the hagfish, you would think there would be an evolutionary reason that they would continue to try because, like, eventually, well, it's all the seafloor. The seafloor, like, there's not a lot down there right. to eat at all. Like, yeah. you've got to get what you can. And, like, lots yeah. of things are scavengers because of that. Have you ever seen a whale fall? That's what I was thinking yes. about. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're going to just naturally go to scavenge and hope That's that true. you can make it through if you're not too Damn. stupid. It's a rough life. Yeah, that's a good one. I like the witch's cauldron comparison specifically. That was cute. That was the hook, hook, line, and sinker. Plus one. Good fucking job. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Can I go? I know that it's out of order, but can I go next? Sure. What's your reasoning for going next? Because it's related, and I think that you're going to make fun of me. Um, So (laughs) my number two is the ocean floor, uh, Mm. just generally. Because fucking, we've only explored 10% of the ocean floor. It's wild. And it is terrifying. Like, yeah. every time we go down, it is just, like, fucking new-ass shit pops up. It's even darker than we fucking thought. There's new fucking shit popping out of everywhere. I saw this video the other day of this, like, mastodon shark eating another shark down there. Only three people have been to the Mariana Trench. The The big blue hole, or big, what is it called? The big... The Great Blue Hole in Belize. Have you seen pictures of that? No. Nah. <laughs> fucking ter- Mar, look it up. Fucking terrifying. It's basically just like the ocean is only maybe like, I don't know, 20 feet deep or whatever uh, across this area. And then there's just this giant hole seemingly to fucking nowhere. And people have tried to explore it. They die. It's terrifying. Then their bodies just float to the bottom or like sink to the bottom of this fucking seemingly endless hole. Ocean floor is a terrifying place. I was reading something that, you know, those giant squids, how mm-hmm. like we don't we don't see them often, but uh, people were estimating that their population is actually really huge. Um, that's it. That's the full story. I saw a video of a giant squid the other day that poofed itself up into yes. like this huge fucking balloon. Yeah. Yeah. You shared funny. it with us. Did I? Good job, Kara. Fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> I'm fascinated by like I would love to watch. Like they're they're like stories long. They're like you know four stories buildings long. Yeah, and the video doesn't really capture their size because there's like no. nothing next to it for scale. Yeah, yeah, so it just looks like yeah, that is so crazy to think about. It's like the crack. I can see why people like came up with the idea of the kraken, right? If you were to see this concept, like this thing. Yeah, I have this distinct memory of being at a church function fucking somewhere and i don't know my answer to something was the ocean because they were like oh god is like there in places that uh 
or uh, unexplored on it. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, so like the ocean and I got fucking made fun of. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Fuck those uh, kids. God's, God's not in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the ocean's like that. God's like, fuck that place, man. <laughs> the devil can have it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't worth my nice. time. This is why the idea of going on like a cruise or something is such a fucking far-fetched idea. I would never. Unless I can see land. Yeah. That's one of my Do you remember open water? But cr- cruises are so safe like compared uh-huh. to other types of sea exploration. If you even want to call it sea exploration. I don't want to uh, do any. I wouldn't do any of them. I saw a whale on my cruise. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But I can go on a boat in the Peach I would say like I'm more scared of like flying over the ocean than I would be of a cruise. Like, I'm pretty sure the impact would kill me. You know, like if the plane falls from the ground or from the sky, 30,000 feet, you're probably dead on impact. So like you don't really have to deal with the repercussions. If hopefully. you have like a slowly sinking Titanic situation. Or you like can't even tell that it's sinking while it's <gasps> happening until the very end. That's almost better because then you don't have to suffer as much. I think the suffering, the knowledge of just like the ocean, the endless, you know, those Mary and you, I know, I, I know you like this because I've talked about this to you, but those videos where you're like swimming and you have the video of just like never ending ocean below you. It, I, nah. it gives me the no, biggest. Yeah, that's scary. It's very scary. Spooky. Would you say that? The deep ocean is spookier than space, and if so, why? Why? Because I think it's the unknown, right? Like with the dark, people are scared of the unknown. With the like scary kitchen or the basement or the parking lot, it's always like something or someone can be hiding. And I think that's kind of a similar idea with the ocean, whereas space, we have a pretty good handle on the fact that within a certain distance, there's not really life. Yeah, like the... I f- agreed. Yes, for the same reason, the ocean is just—it's fucking here. It's in our backyard, and I, I can't escape that. Versus, I'm gonna be long fucking dead by the time we can ever prove that there's an alien out there. I think I'm fascinated by space because it's like just, just rock and physics and light and that sort of thing, like things that we grapple with, but are kind of like intangible. And I know that the moment that something went wrong in space, boop, I'm dead. Like there's no suffering. And I feel like with the ocean. There's there's more there's scenarios. There's so many things that are going to pick pick apart my body. Something could come up from below and just like, you know, sort of hurt me, but not eat me. And then I have to like swim around with my half eaten leg, attracting more <laughs> things and suffering for days and getting sunburnt and no water and then you try to drink the salt water and then you fucking die because of that there's just so much wrong for humans with the ocean you will die faster in space it takes about 15 seconds for you to pass out and it takes like 30 to 45 seconds to drown okay but if you're in a submersible like our instant you don't even realize yeah it'll be just like space in a way but space is an instant. You have 15 seconds of, well, I'm Okay, so it's better time. than space then. But that's a very specific scenario. If you're that deep. Yeah. I'm never going that deep. <laughs> yeah. I learned my lesson. Oh my God. As if I could ever fucking afford that. <laughs> Mara, what's your, what's your number two? My number two spookiest place is 
my house when Tonks is being a cunt. Um, <laughs> nobody is safe. Everybody is a victim. And it's terrifying. Uh, that's no. She's a bee, a little diva, my little queen. Is it spooky? Yeah. Or is it scary? Is that what you were going to say? I was going to she said terrifying. I think it's I also spooky. said terrifying with respect to the ocean. Yes, but is it spooky? What makes it what makes it She's sinister. Spooky. She is out to get me. Like you feel like she's spooky is possessed? literally causing fear or unease. Yeah, but 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 we do use the word spooky you know, in a certain way. Like is it because she's like a little she's got demon I feel in like her? The line between spooky and scary is very thin. I agree. I, she is scary. I just recently was at um, a coworker's house that had cats, and I told the story about how I got trapped, or one of maybe I'm misremembering my own fucking memory. One of us got like kind of trapped in the hallway because Tonks refused to let us get from the bedroom to the bathroom. I think it was me. Um, I've had one where she, I was trying to put stuff in that little like storage space in between. No, closets are hers. It's terrifying. Yeah. It wasn't even a closet, right. but like she never goes back there. And then because I was trying to do stuff, she like went and sat on a plastic tub and was like yowling and like making a noise I'd never heard before. And yeah, it was, she would I feared for go my back life. in that crawl space when we were trying to get shit out. Yeah. That was like the camping stuff area. Terrifying. Yeah. She like suddenly had a very deep possession of a space if you would ignore it if you weren't there or ignoring it yourself. But the minute you gave such a space attention, she was there claiming possession over it, making it impossible to do anything. I think I feel like I've been trying to think. I think spooky is almost like a hint of the unknown, whereas scary is like, you know, the fear and you are scared. Not that I'm trying to dismiss your I was just trying to think of the difference between scary and spooky. Spooky is like cuter, you know, it's like less intense. Spooky comes from the Dutch word for apparition or specter. Apparition like ghost. Other synonyms can be, yes, specter like ghost as well. Chilling, creepy, eerie, ghostly, mysterious, ominous. Ominous. I would say I that feel like she's she fits ominous. like three of those. Yeah, yeah she's definitely ominous. Because also, always on. you do know that there is a chance of you to get attacked. That's true. But she doesn't always do it. And sometimes it's just meowing and it's not consistent. And or sometimes she runs at you and I get bit, you know, she yeah. is orange and black colored. So she's got she's Halloween colors. Yeah. I'm trying to help you here. Don't. Yeah, don't, that's why I stopped. Don't refuse it. Go, go, go. Yes. You're going to be like, here's why that's not true. Why <laughs> she's not spooky. Yeah. But, you know, she really brings down the vibe of the house when that's, she's in a yeah. bad mood. Honestly, I'm on edge every time. Ooh, somebody says that the adverb spooky is a way that is intended to be frightening, but in an enjoyable way. That's kind of what I said. It's like cuter, softer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Should we go to our sponsors? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's all hop in the mystery machine. <laughs> Yoink! 
<laughs> I don't think it's yoinks. <laughs> it's a uh, zoinkers. Jinkies. Yes. Yes. Yoinks. Lobbed it. <laughs> it's oinkst now. Poinkst, oinks, yoinks, whatever you said. You just said oink. Yep. Don't try to drag Mara down with you here. I have to. I have to. I'm pretty low right now, you know? What's our number three sponsor, Marion? Our number three sponsor is our sound producer and general lovable guy, Grayson. Bow, 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 bow. Oh. Bow, 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 bow. He's the hostess with the mostest. <laughs> nice. Our number two sponsor could be you. Yes, I'm talking to you, you little cute spooky thing. I was trying to think of a non-gendered term, but I could I only think, think yeah, of thing. boy with B-O-I, but it didn't really, I don't think that really comes across. You could say like ghoul or ghost or little monster or... You spooky little monster. You could be our number one sponsor. Get really frightening by texting a friend, not the friend that you already texted the last time I requested this, but a new friend, a friend who doesn't know about this podcast. You text them right now. Don't wait right now. I'll wait. You don't wait. I'll wait. Unless you're driving. I'm the captain now. What'd you say, Kara? <laughs> I said unless you're driving. If you're driving, pull over. Great job. Good pulling over. Go ahead and flip off that person who honked at you for pulling over. Oh, my God. You can't do that in America. You might get shot. Flip them oh. off with your mind. Telekinesis. As Mara would say, telekinesis. <laughs> <laughs> flip them off with your mind. Okay. I believe you texted. Great job. You're our number two sponsor. Thanks, bitch. <laughs> we love you, does little cool. <laughs> does anyone have a number one sponsor for this week? I didn't think of one. Um, okay. All right. Our number one sponsor is Haunted Houses, the spookiest, funnest places on earth, which is why we didn't mention them because <laughs> it would be repetitive. It goes without saying. My number one spookiest place is any like private bathroom. Where the door is closed, the lights are out, and someone's spinning no. around saying, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, no. Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah. Um, because to this day, I know that I've tried to do that as a joke. To me. To our, yeah, to anyone. And it doesn't matter what age you are, doesn't matter what you believe, I've never had somebody not lose their shit on me as they try to get out of that room before I finish saying I'm it. I'm breaking that bathroom door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting my hand over your mouth. And yeah, there's, you there's usually shrieking involved. There's Ooh. a fight for the lights to turn back on. The door needs to be opened. Anything other than saying that. And therefore, I think it is quite possibly the spookiest place to exist because to this day, it's still scary to me. Like, I would still be scared if somebody did that to me. I like to do it where I shut the door and usually a person's trapped alone in there. And then I start shouting, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Assuming know. that the light is on the outside. 
Like I was at Justin St. Louis where that was the case. And I was like, I hate this. Like, why would you give somebody that power over you? Like, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. And just for the bathrooms, because like the bedrooms yeah. in this Airbnb had lights on the inside. So it could happen. You could do it. But then the bathrooms had lights on the outside. I feel like it's an older house thing. Is that a, Was it an older house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my mom's house. When I was growing up, my mom's house had that. And mm. it was like a... I don't know, 30s, 40s house. Which makes it even worse because old houses are already inherently spooky. Right. The creaky floorboards, the draftiness. No, thank you. The character. The lack of extra board behind the fucking stairs. Because they're old. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that one's pretty cut and dry for me. I just think it is the spookiest, spookiest spot you can be in. Now, why would you induce that on somebody else induce because why would you do that i do think it goes back to what we were talking about about spooky being like running this line of Mm. like scary but also enjoyable like you know it's it's like in between those two things and i do get giddy when i do it like yeah i like being a little freaked out i like freaking somebody out a little bit there's usually laughter involved you know, like, but like hysterical laughter of being afraid, but there's some type of adrenaline there. I assume it's kind of like what other people, not me, get from watching a scary movie. Like I'm not that radical, can't do that and like feel good about it. Um, But I know that there are people who like, like Savina enjoys a scary movie. I've never like enjoyed a scary movie, but I think the closest I've gotten to something slightly more on the spooky, less scary side. And that's like, this is my scary movie where I just like to be a little spooked. I like when someone else is a little spooked. If somebody wasn't spooked and they let you get to, <sighs> to the way, would you do it? What a killjoy. Um, I could totally see Matt doing that. It's just like, oh, yes. uh, which just upsets me. Um, <laughs> it is very scary, though, to be locked in the bathroom while you're saying that. And it's not. Yeah. You, yeah. It's there's no giddiness when you're the one locked in the bathroom. <laughs> um, there's some giddiness for me. Yeah. If I'm there with you. <laughs> yeah. You're not always inside Different perspective it's not the same thing <laughs> Call back. um i would say if the other person weren't scared at all would i finish i don't know i think i would be title of your sex tape <laughs> <laughs> nice i don't think we've had one on the podcast yet i don't think we have either um i think i i would be like kind of giggle shouting um like you know like ah like not sure if I was gonna do it. I don't know. That would be a that would be an audible. I don't know if I yeah. would finish it to be honest, because I would be severely freaked out by that point. But would the person not panicking make me less panicky? I'd be like, mm, what's the fun? You know, because Maybe. then if I get murdered, it's just not the same. Like if the other person believes in it, <laughs> at least we're in this together. If like one person doesn't believe in it. Well, it's not like if one person doesn't believe in murder, they don't get murdered. You both get murdered. I don't know. I feel like you have to believe in eternity now. I think you have to believe in Bloody Mary a little bit to give her her power. It's like uh, a based off of the supernatural episode. No, uh, you're dead. <laughs> what happens? 
Is that a like actual thing somebody gets? Yeah, they do a Bloody Mary. It's like one of the first episodes they do on the first season because it was one of the first ones I watched, and I almost didn't continue on with the show because I was so scared. And I'm glad I kept going, but yeah, like one of the first few episodes is their Bloody Mary episode, and it is quite frightening. Season one, episode five. Yeah. So they're a little broy. I don't know if I could rewatch that these days. <laughs> Does anyone know the origin of Bloody Mary? I don't want to look that up. <laughs> I think it's. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Oh, here it is. So, okay. So Mary of England, Mary the First of England, had around 300 religious Protestants burned at the stake during her reign, earning her the nickname Bloody Mary. That doesn't have anything to do with darkness or mirrors or bathrooms. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> For later. Yeah, this could be an update. A terrifying update. Chilling. My number one all-time spookiest place to be for me is most basements. And I feel like it's a bit of a cop-out. It's not. It's most basements. I'm sticking with my answer. They, <laughs> my childhood home, the basement, you could shut the light off either from the top or the bottom. And sometimes I would shut the light off from the bottom. And then you have to... or. My parents were like, it's time for bed. And so they'd shut the fucking light off on me. And then so I'm like, to like run up the stairs, running up the stairs. It's terrifying. No, thank you. And then the basement at work. I know I've talked to you guys about this. I've had to go in several times and it's just there's always something eerie in that every single time. And there's like sometimes other people down there, but I'm like, do you work here? What are you doing here? Like, are you just walking down here? What's happening? And like the one time that I went down there and there was just the wheelchair, just not even like properly put away, just like in the middle of the walkway and the lights were flickering. I was like, Like who was using it? Where did they go? Are you coming back? They just leave it there. How did it get here in the first place? Probably just wheeled out of place. Sometimes oh, it wasn't even next really to the reasonable. elevator. <laughs> no. Do they store? Do they store wheelchairs in the basement of your work for some reason? Cannot be where they store those. How is that helping anybody? If right. Not by so the front desk? I don't think they just wheel and just like wheeled out of place. No. Hmm. One time though, they were welding shit when I had to go down there, and there was just sparks flying above That's my cool. head. I was like, "You're really gonna let me walk under this?" <laughs> Okay. And they just let you look at it. You're supposed to have like all these goggles and stuff. Cause like, I mean, I was, your eyeballs. you know, not that tall. It's like, well, if you look at the, you look at the soldering, like a ceiling situation with <laughs> wires, like 10 feet. Sure. It's a, it's a pretty tall ceiling because the chamber down there is at least 12 feet in height. I feel like the word chamber is spooky, by the way. Yeah, well, there's yeah, several of them down there that I have to go into. No, thank you. Uh, Terrifying. Yeah, on my short list, I had two types of basements. Mm-hmm. The first was unfinished basements, which I think is spookier than just any basement. An unfinished basement, like Anna's unfinished basement. Yeah, or my Creepy. mom's. Because unfinished basements, one, people 
are usually just using them as storage. So there's like not a lot of rhyme or reason, though. I will say people who used unfinished basements like as like workout spots or like actually have shit in there, almost spookier, almost yeah. creepier <laughs> when like the walls aren't really done. It's a like cement floor. There's like these wooden beams everywhere. And it's just it's and there's like one bulb with no shade or like anything <laughs> just yeah. you have to pull a string to turn it on like no. it, it is truly unhinged but yeah there are very few basements i haven't vaulted up the stairs from just out of like sheer suspicion that there was something following me uh yeah my other thing my other honorary basement Kara hasn't gone yet mention oh, okay. Okay. oh it's still just ben's basements right. is um church basements uh like oh that's a good one when you think of that our, one doesn't really scare me really when i think of like first of all crips which is a lot of like church basements scary name just right off the bat crips. i thought yeah. crips were only in like cemeteries no you can be in both um, yeah, there are definitely crypts and churches because I went to one in Scotland and I found a note in one of them and I thought, what? am I in the Da Vinci Code? Yeah. What um, did it say? It's, uh, it's, was actually very cute. So this, this church was actually like talked about in the Da Vinci Code. So I went there oh. because my mom said that the people who founded the church, we were part of that Scottish family, blah, 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 Knights Templar or something, something. So I went there to just go visit it. And I went into the crypt being like, oh, I hope I see something kind of scary. And then there was this note behind a little vase in the wall and the note was rolled up and it was two women from Australia whose mom had died um, and passed away and had always wanted to go to this church and go to Scotland. And so they went for her after she passed away, like in her honor and they put a little That's note sweet. there. Yeah. Aww. But yes, a crypt is quote, an underground room or vault beneath a church used as a chapel or burial place. And it's usually like an empty stone room and there's like one table in it. And it's just very, very creepy and you know there is dead there are dead bodies decomposing yeah. in the place that you are currently standing <laughs> that there's like no it's not a guess they're fucking there they did it i guess no. the crypt at the vatican didn't really creep me out and that's like is that the one with all the skulls there's like one crypt that's just made of skulls no it's this very is the one where all the popes are buried oh <gasps> see that is spooky that That's spooky yeah. that there's a crypt full of, full of anyway. I didn't, it was kind of homey. It was very well lit. Lots of candles. <laughs> I think this is your Catholic coming out. Maybe. I, there's no other explanation. <laughs> yeah. Some um, of these pictures that I did look up look a little like the just straight wall made of skeletons. That's that's unhinged. That's I think a that's in Portugal, right? I think there's multiple. Like line. There's multiple. Yeah. Um anyway, so that's like traditional churches, but then our church even which is a Unitarian church. It's not even that old or anything or has a lot of traditions. The basement, just like, first of all, churches have like a musty smell to them, but I feel like it's worse in a church basement. And then like in ours, it was just, you know, sometimes there's childcare often in the basement and that's creepy when like there's fluorescent lights and, but there's no children there and there's just toys strewn everywhere. And then like <laughs> dark rooms with couches and all these like religious symbols uh, it's just yeah well so and also our my... child care the infant care room if you remember had the the whole one wall was just made of glass 
So again, the situation where you're inside and everybody else is... Yeah. Okay. We've agreed that underground basements are terrifying. Um, okay. My number one is Isla de las Muñecas. It's in Mexico. Uh, it means Island of the Dolls. Um, I This should tell you how much I love Grayson because I almost took him here, but I mentioned it before they bought the tickets. Thank fucking God. <laughs> So it's basically in this area of Mexico City called Xochimilco. It's like this older area with like a bunch of canals. And there's this one island. And the story goes that this guy, uh, Don Julian Santana, like moved to this little island in the middle of fucking nowhere. And then one day, it's unclear, like if he saw a daughter drown or like some other girls drown. But either way, he witnessed a young girl die uh, in the water and then he either found a doll of like his kids and pinned it to a door or like a, a tree or something, or he like found the girl's doll and nailed it to a tree. But I like, and then he started collecting dolls, either like finding them in the dirt or like in markets or whatever. He started trading food for dolls in any condition. So like they'd be missing eyes, they'd be decapitated, missing limbs, whatever. And he would just nail them to to anything on the island. So now this island is just filled with all these fucking creepy ass dolls just nailed to shit. Uh, and apparently they found the way that he died 50 years later was in the exact same spot that the little girl drowned and he drowned. Whoa. That part's crazy. So you mentioned it to Grayson and he didn't want to go? Yeah, which I was so surprised by. Yeah, that is surprising. Does it make it less spooky? Because it seems like it's based on what I just looked up is a pretty popular tourist destination. I don't know if tourism makes something less creepy. I think that's like a fascination people have, like watching murder documentaries and stuff, you know. But if you're like walking around and there's like 20 people walking around with you. From what I read when I was researching it, it was like you and your partner would go on a tour like it there wasn't popular from what Mm -hmm. I read. But I could be wrong. I think, yes, the factor I think any of these, if you connect being alone to the place that we're talking about is always creepier than if you're with other people in the place. Like if you're walking through a fucking haunted house alone versus like 20 of your best friends or if you're in a basement with 20 people versus alone alone is always scarier yeah no matter what it's not on an island it's like looks really landlocked to me it's called isla de las muñecas isla isla means island is it so it's not the island of the dolls it is it looks like you missed one part of his death that i think is extra spooky which is so it was in 2001 his nephew was at the island to help um, the guy because he was 80. The man started singing passionately, claiming that mermaids in the water were calling for him. So then the nephew left briefly, and when he came back, he was face down in the canal in the same spot. Nope. So there could be sinister mermaids at work. He also said that he could uh, frequently hear people around, but at the time that he was living there, there was nobody for like 10 miles in any one direction siren also there's no confirming there's also like i read a couple of articles and there's like nobody else saw the girl die so they're like maybe he like didn't really see it or he went crazy or maybe like Mm. it it was like an apparition maybe it was a mermaid and the mermaids have had it out for him and he resisted them for like yeah however many years and they're not sure if like he put up the dolls because he was trying to protect her from like water demons or if he was trying to protect himself or if he was trying to play homage to the girl like, they don't really know why he did it. This guy sounds kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. 
a little a bit. A little. Apparently, he was normal before he moved there, but <laughs> the I don't know who cursed. moves to an island in the middle of fucking nowhere and then stays there once he sees that and like starts collecting dolls. So yes, you're probably right. Mm. Anyway, that's my number one. I'm really glad that Grayson said no. That was <laughs> really. Yes, I th- it's like a once in a lifetime. I guess I well, don't. Then we can go. Find I don't want to go. Spooky because like it seems almost like an art display. No. Have you looked at the pictures? It's like an artist, it's not yeah. an art display. Yeah, like it's pretty scary. If if, if 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 you like walked into the Stanley Hotel and someone had written "All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy" on every available surface, and you saw and you saw fucking Jack Nicholson coming coming down the hallway swinging an axe, would you just be like? Oh, this is cute. This is like an art display. No, but you're first of all, you're describing a a live person and like kind of a haunted house, honestly. But this is like just static dolls. Like if you look at the picture I sent you, there's like a dog there hanging out. There's like just because there's other creatures doesn't make it less creepy. Art done by a madman is still the nonsensical ravings and creation of a of a of an unhinged mind and there is something very spooky about that plus i've seen a lot of i've seen a lot of paranormal investigations about the island that place is haunted as fuck there's actually a tree i'll send you guys a picture maybe we can post it on our instagram when this comes out but there's actually a tree that's very similar to this in my neighborhood that i run and walk past all the time that has like children's toys and things on it and like no they're hanging it on the tree, but I find it, I find it like, it seems like it's a collection. It's art. Is it you, like, you are going to be the person there. that someday you do something really fucking weird and they're going to go back and find this podcast episode and they're going to say, oh, well, you know, she had a, she was always that way. She had it coming. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> she, no, she was always going to do that. You had the dolls that you moved into our place with. I, I think, yeah. do you, okay, okay, one time, do you remember, you weren't there, I was alone, one time I went to that duplex to drop off stuff in my room, and I, I think it was, I went to unfold the mattress that I had bought, because it needs to, like, sit for a couple of days, Yeah. and I was doing that, and I heard something from Marion's room, and I was like, oh, okay, like, an alarm or something is going off, and I went in there, and one of her fucking dolls was singing. No. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I do remember that, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do... T- I think anywhere that children's toys exist without a child, also creepy. Yes. Also, he, like, defaced these dolls. Very no, much he, so. He apparently found them the way they were and pinned them up. So somebody else defaced them, oh like, tore God. their limbs off, tore the eyeballs out, all these things, and he would always put them the exact way he found them. Made them look half decapitated. Also, that says a lot about people, you know? Just... This article calls it his opus. Oh, my I don't God. Know what that means. Your best work, the height of your work, is your opus. Oh, well, was he an artist? It's just uh, that's what I'm trying to look according up now. To some people, but if he just did this, if this was his only like thing, then I wouldn't say he's an artist. I'm saying he's a fucking like there's a demon here, and he's trying to appease it, or some mermaids or something. What is interesting is that apparently he left his wife and family sometime in the mid 20th century to go sequester on this island. But it all sounds just very artisty to me. I don't know. Apparently they moved there with him. At least the article I read, they moved there with him and then eventually they left because fuck no (laughs) divorce. Apparently he considered himself the island's caretaker and hung 
the first doll from a tree in order to appease the girl's spirit and then ended up, you know, in a way it's kind of sweet. He's like giving this girl toys, a childhood, friends. You know, it's also sweet childcare in a church. But you find that creepy. Nice. Yeah. Good callback. Instant. <laughs> he's taking these dolls that have been de- abandoned, deformed, and he's giving them a new life and a new home. I think there's a lot of ways to look at this as very sweet. It's kind of like Toy Story where, you know, the bully like keeps all these yeah. old di- dilapidated toys. I understand what you're saying. That said, I would never. F- thank God Grayson doesn't want to. I won't step foot on this island. I would. I would. I think there's something sweet about it. I think you have less fear of things generally over over like if you were to point out like say a hundred things i think i'd be scared of a hundred things and i think you'd be scared of like 70 i would never even start the whole bloody mary thing i would never even like think to do it it's not funny it's not cute (laughs) it's a little cute i don't go to remember you guys used to go to like fucking cemeteries in iowa in the summer uh because the cemeteries have the best trees so where else am i supposed to go outside and read god (laughs) i was sad i would write and read there but i also go to them at night because it's that same feeling of like giddy spookiness but never Mm-mm. alone. We were always like yes, in a group with of... people. Though I would go to the during the day, I'd go to the ceremony alone or ceremony, the cemetery alone, no problem. Completely different. What ceremony did you go to, Marion? <laughs> For the record, cemeteries aren't creepy during the day at all. They're very. There's lots of wildlife there. Actually, lots that of butterflies, true. lots of different insects. True. It's a very peaceful place during the day and then at night it gets haunted uh any honorable mentions we haven't gone for on my short list is the elmina slave castle in ghana that i went to um just everything about it super Mm. spooky and sad building off of that any place that the white man built over a gravesite. Yeah. Where we're like sitting on Indian burial grounds. Yeah. Not that I would use the term Indian, but that is the phrase, the native burial grounds. I don't like that. My other honorable mention is um, a poorly lit street at night where a man mm. is either walking behind me or towards me. Yep. Spooky. Yeah, I was... Walking to Amanda's graduation party and Kara, your friend Blake, was walking behind me on the same street at night. And I basically kind of go into a full on jog a little bit because I was like, (laughs) oh, Amanda and I live on the same street. It'll be fine. And then there's this this guy and he uh, like when he got to the party, he was like, yeah, I tried to walk a little bit slower. (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. Uh, Cool. You're nice. Nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) One time I, uh, it was both spooky and a poop story, but basically I was on the outskirts of my college campus and was leaving a friend's house and really like needed to go to the bathroom so, so urgently, but it didn't hit me until I had already like left. And I was walking back. It's like two in the morning and there was this guy walking towards me and I got very, very scared because I was like, oh my God, like there's no way I could defend myself. Have you ever tried to even think about defending yourself when you're about to like shit your pants? It's not possible. (laughs) It's not possible. I do do often when I have to poop, think about that though. That is a thought that runs (laughs) through my mind. Like if somebody attacked me right now? Yeah. How how, how fast can I run? Am I willing to shit my pants? Probably. Yeah. 
And I like stopped because I was so afraid I was going to poop my pants that like I, I had to like stop and like, you know, I was kind of crouching to get it back in. And I was just so terrified of this guy. And as he got closer, he was like my age, maybe even younger. And he had headphones on and he was like, hey, are you okay? Everything all right? And I realized that I was a spooky one. I was <laughs> over here, like from afar, like suddenly like crouching around, like acting weird. Oh <laughs> Two in the morning, this guy's just trying to mind his business and walk. Uh, An eel that had been in some brine earlier. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was twisting in knots, man. <laughs> it was toxic shocking myself. <laughs> Damn. Listen to this. So he would begin collecting lost dolls from the canals in the trash near his island home. The guy on the yeah. island doll. I don't know if I need to say that. Not the Santa. guy that I saw that night while I was trying <laughs> not to poop my pants. Um, oh, wouldn't it be creepy if he did start collecting dolls from random places? <laughs> yes. Despite the fact that most people found the aisle frightening, he saw the dolls as beautiful protectors and he welcomed visitors who he would show around charging a small fee for taking photos. Aww. Again, it's still uh, creepy. I'm on the creep side of this one. All right. I would say that if you're in like a religious setting where everybody is like chanting, that's also creepy. Like just because something is like endearing doesn't mean it's not creepy. I was going to say you organize religion, but it's not really a place, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. Grayson asked protectors from what, Marion? probably the mermaids that drowned him right so therefore the island is creepy because it's surrounded by a bunch of fucking death mermaids <laughs> oh my god that ended up making him drown 50 years later well <sighs> he had a good run you win some you lose some <laughs> we've all been there i i would posit that nobody's drowned since and therefore that's the, probably the, true actually the efficacy of the dolls is intact because they don't want to go there because of the dolls. So they're just drowning well, it sounds elsewhere. Sounds like there's a healthy dose of tourism. Yeah. There is. Yeah. There is some tourism. Um, also, Uncanny Valley is when like something is almost human like, yeah. but not quite. There's something off about it. And it's riding that Uncanny Valley in between robotic and human or whatever there's actually this really great robot that just had a press conference that uncanny it uncanny valleys so hard like yes it, i saw it's, that it's known for its facial expressions and she is so terrifying um except for if you see her mouth move then she's not so terrifying oh isn't that right i remember i learned about uncanny valley sorry i know that you're about to end it um because uh isn't it polar express oh very uncanny yeah, that's how I learned about the term. Scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say that Uncanny Valley could arguably be the spookiest place. There should be a movie. Is there not already? There's a Dibs, TV TM, series. TM, 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 TM. <laughs> Called Megan. <laughs> oh, yeah, but Megan is not... You mean the movie, Megan, that just came I out? I thought it was a TV series. Nah, it's a movie. Um, if you're talking about the one that just came out like this past winter... How many... Sh uh, Things could be called Megan. I, I don't know. But um, it's a... Uh, she's not really uncanny, though. She's fine. She's very funny. It's a very funny movie, actually. I, I recommend everyone watch it. I loved it. The trailer, like, it un was under the descriptors as comedy, but then the trailer was not funny, like, at all. It's, like, spooky, but not. It's about this doll who is programmed to protect the little girl 
at all costs. But then she kind of goes unhinged. But you kind of she's kind of justified in who she kills. At one point, um, there's this like bully that dies mysteriously, but not so mysteriously. Um, and the little girl asks the doll who's supposed to like help her, like get out of her shell, like therapy, like do all sorts of great things. The the girl asks the doll, oh, do you think like Billy is in a better place? And the doll laughs and goes, honey, boys like Billy don't go to a better place. And I just loved that line. It was so it was like so perfect. It was like, yes, boys like Billy don't go to a better place. Damn. You'll never cheer on a 10 year old getting murdered more in your life <laughs> i'll say that i'll promise you that much i wish you were a re- like a movie reviewer movie critic. <laughs> do you want to feel good about a 10 year old thing <laughs> watch megan <laughs> well this has been my top everything kara's the only one in that awarded a point during the whole thing so i think marion's the winner today nice. I'm, Job. The, I'm the spooky master i know all the spookiest places come with me I'll take you on a tour to Spooksville. Or be warned and walk the other way. If you want to have a spooky time, come to my bathroom. (laughs) Wink. (laughs) Wink. Title of my sex tape. Oh my God. In a good way. Spooky, spooky good times. Wink. (laughs) Just keeps going. I'm your winner and your spooky mayor, Marion. I'm Kara. And I'm Mara. And we'll spook you later, pals. Don't forget to email us at my... What? What? Be our number two sponsor. (laughs) Yeah. And email us at (laughs) mytopeverythingpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. I think Grayson made a Reddit board where you can talk about a subreddit. Subreddit where you can tell us your top three spookiest places. And if you say your pants, we will evict you from that subreddit. Penis. Penis? Yeah, if you say your pants. Well, my first thought was just leave your dick out of it. (laughs) We'll put them on timeout. You'll go to a spooky church basement timeout. And we're going to timeout right now. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.